get ready to be inspired, motivated, and empowered. Welcome to the Whole Happy Successful Podcast, where we will talk about positivity, mindset, and different tactics and strategies to be more happy and successful. I'm your host, Behnaz Vala, and I'm on a mission to help as many people as possible to be more successful through a positive mindset. Whether you're looking to improve your career, strengthen your relationships, or find more happiness and fulfillment in your life, you'll find the guidance and inspiration you need right here. Join me in this fascinating journey and become more whole, happy, and successful. Welcome to the beautiful world of the power of mind and positive thinking. Let's start our journey together. What are emotions? We know enough about emotions to be able to define them fairly well. We can talk about being happy or sad because we've understood these concepts since we were small. But truly understanding an emotion can seem complicated, especially when you're pushed to explain it. Every emotion is made up of four parts. Let's first see what those parts are. Number one, the stimulus. For an emotion to happen, you need something which will inspire it. This can be anything at all. Generally, emotions come from outside sources, though they can also arise from your thoughts. You never know what may raise an emotion. A smell, a taste, a memory, a person, a place, or even an activity you're taking part in will inspire emotions. Even babies will be inspired to emotion through simple things like being hungry, uncomfortable, amused, or even by the smell or sound of their caregiver. Number two, your awareness. A situation alone won't be enough to inspire emotion. At some point, your mind will become aware of the situation. This can be a conscious or even unconscious thing. We start paying attention And this stimulus suddenly matters to us in a way that other things around us don't. Number three, the judgment. Are you okay with this stimulus? Your unconscious self already knows your likes and dislikes and is already directing you toward either a positive or negative emotional response. Number four, the reaction. Your physical self is already figuring out the situation and is responding. For example, you might not have noticed the spider that just scuttled across your hand, but your eyes have widened significantly and you might have felt a chill. This is followed very closely by the physical reaction, in this case, pulling your hand away and possibly even a verbal expression, a scream perhaps, if you're afraid of spiders. Why is this important? If you want to change your feelings, start with these building blocks. You will always have a stimulus and your awareness of things isn't always within your control. But how you feel about the stimulus can be reshaped. Go back to the spider example. If you don't want to be afraid of spiders, you might rehearse a different reaction starting with a new judgment. You tell yourself spiders aren't scary and try not to react when you see one. Eventually, you won't feel the fear anymore, 
but might move to disinterest or even curiosity when you see a spider. This takes time, but taking control of your emotions is valuable. The key, be consistent as you work on this change. Soon, it will come naturally. We don't always do the right thing. We eat too much, we stay out too late, we make mistakes, break promises, and live a life that isn't always in keeping with our goals. All of these lead to negative emotions. Guilt, shame, even anger come creeping in to derail your attempt to get back on track. How can you handle these kinds of negative emotions without letting it ruin your day? Let's start by looking at four ways you might use to handle it and then move on to one technique you should be using all the time. Number one, avoiding the emotion. Don't we love pretending we can make the emotions go away? We bury them, suppress them, explain them away, sometimes even turning to things like drugs or alcohol just to make them stop. The problem Anytime you're avoiding something because of negative emotions, you're letting the emotion control you. The better solution? Give yourself room to understand it and deal with the underlying cause. Number two, pretending the emotion is not there. This coping mechanism is a little different. You fall into it by denying you ever felt the negative emotion in the first place. Here the problem is, the more you deny an emotion, the more it grows until it can't be ignored any longer. Your solution, this time, is simple. Acknowledge the emotion. Accept it for what it is and let it fade on its own. Number three, becoming the emotion. Sometimes the negative emotion is so powerful it becomes part of who you are. At some point, you might even start taking a certain amount of pride in it. You start saying, well, I'm just a mad person, or even bragging about how worse off you are than anyone else. Now you've become the emotion. The solution? Let the feelings process. Journal. Talk to a friend. Whatever you need to do, do to let the emotion move on. Pro tip? Start encouraging positive emotions, allowing them to come in and replace the negative. Number four, learning the lesson. Learning the lessons of your emotions is perhaps the strongest technique of all. When you realize negative emotions are useful in your life and are there to teach you about yourself, doors start opening. You begin to see different possibilities. Feelings as educational tools have no power to control you at all, but conversely, have the power to change you in every positive way. Like when you're feeling angry about injustice and you use this anger to create positive change in the world. Now let's see how we can deal with a difficult emotion using mindfulness. Mindfulness has many uses and it's often prescribed by self-help gurus, doctors, writers, and others as a tool anyone can use to improve their mental health. Often, this focuses on the long-term benefits of being more present and aware. At the same time, though, mindfulness can also be used, like a scalpel, to deal with more acute problems. 
Here we will look at how it can be leveraged, for instance, to tackle specific emotions as they arise. Let's talk about turning towards emotions. Normally, when we experience negative emotions, we react either by trying to fight them or by trying to suppress them. This can be described as almost turning away from our emotions to try and deny them their power over us. Unfortunately, this ultimately tends to result in our becoming more stressed or upset as the emotions bubble under the surface or as we frustrate ourselves in trying to fight them. Mindfulness teaches us to turn towards our emotions. What this means is that you are going to listen to the thoughts and feelings you're experiencing and then simply acknowledge them. Now you say, I am stressed, I am embarrassed, or I am upset. Don't be ashamed or upset that emotion exists, but simply recognize that you are currently in that state. People get upset sometimes. People get angry sometimes. But if you're simply aware of your condition, then you can be aware that perhaps the thoughts you're thinking aren't completely objective. What's more, you should keep hold of the knowledge that emotions aren't permanent. In other words, you're feeling angry right now, and as such, your thoughts shouldn't be taken so seriously. But in a few hours, you will likely feel better, and then the world will seem like a brighter place again. This creates a subtle but powerful shift. No longer is the world a terrible place, and thus you are upset. Now you are upset, and thus the world seems like a terrible place. The difference is that now you know that belief is not true. Being aware and accepting your emotions in this way will allow you to assess them in a kind of debriefing and to look at what triggered them, how you dealt with them, and what they made you think and do. The more you break down and intellectualize your emotions, the more you will find you gain control over them. Now, let's talk a little about emotional healing. First of all, let's see what emotional healing is. It's the process by which you recover emotionally and mentally from a negative life experience. You can't keep tough times from appearing in your life. When you're emotionally healthy and balanced, you deal with those difficult situations that inevitably pop up and you can move on with your life. Sometimes we don't understand we need emotional healing. That's the problem. If you suffer from some physical injury and have a broken bone, you can see it. You can certainly feel it. You know you have to get it fixed. This isn't always the case when your emotions are out of whack. You might think your emotional responses to your experiences are correct and healthy, but they may not be. Here are five signs you could use some emotional healing to live a more complete and fulfilling life. Number one. You don't experience a wide range of emotions. You have access to 34,000 different and unique emotions. That's what psychologist Robert Pluchek believed. He stated that most of us only experience eight primary emotions most of the time. These are anger, sadness, disgust, trust, fear, joy, surprise, and anticipation. 
If only a couple of those are usually present, you probably need more emotional balance. This could indicate that you aren't properly processing situations and human interactions. Number two, you have a low self-esteem and a poor self-image. This is a consequence of what we just talked about. You constantly look down on yourself. Everyone has times when they doubt their abilities. That's only normal. We recover and move on. The emotionally unhealthy person usually has a low sense of self-worth, even when there is evidence this isn't the case. Number three, you have difficulty trusting others. A lack of trust can come from emotional imbalance. You must love yourself and truly believe you can overcome a bad relationship experience or you will never trust others. Number four, you can't move past a negative experience. Life can be difficult, at times seemingly impossible. It might look like you will never recover in the middle of the most trying hardship. You will. Don't embrace and hold on to negative emotions. Practice gratitude for the great things in your life. Lean on your support network and get whatever help you need if you can't seem to let go of negative emotions. Number five, you have constant anxiety and stress. Chronic stress is a killer and has been directly linked to many common causes of death. A constant display of stress and anxiety could mean you're not always responding to life correctly where your emotions are concerned. There is no miracle pill you can pop to always enjoy perfect emotional balance. You will have ups and downs, experiencing difficult times that hurt you emotionally. For you to live your best life and for those that love you, you need to learn to recognize a negative life experience, give it its due, and then move on. Consider seeking help if you often display these signs of poor emotional health. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share it with your friends and family. I'd also love to hear your thoughts and experiences, so leave a comment and share them with me. Also, join my free Facebook group, Positivity Powerhouse, and discover more. The link to join is in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode, where we'll continue to explore important topics related to being whole, happy, and successful. I'm so looking forward to talking to you next week. Expect the best, and the best will happen to you.